Welcome to the Sports on Point podcast for August 2nd, 2010. I am your host, Matthew Double Rainbow Smith. And I'm John. Give me water dessert. Zavarelli. And I'm Bob. I'm just like, hey, Minimal, Severns, hey, hey, press the buttons. Here we go now. Do the show. Gonna go back to the left, to the left. All right, I'm gonna have to cut you off. We got a good show for you today. We got uh, plenty of headlines, and we're finally, finally, finally getting into the NFL season. Woo! I know it's the uh, time of year everybody's waiting for, so uh, let's get into it without any further ado. On to this week in sports. This is a section where we cover the top shared stories on the internet from every day of the past week, and our host will give a short comment on each. Starting off with Monday, Dallas Cowboys rookie Des Bryant says, no to tradition. He won't carry Roy Williams' shoulder pads. What do you think, John? I think he's a rookie. He needs to uh, do some rookie, get some rookie hazing, but I don't think it should be Roy Williams who's uh, the one who's hazing him. Roy Williams isn't the one to be doing that. Well, he's not going to be carrying anything now with an injury that took him out this week, but uh, I, I thought it was kind of interesting seeing Des Bryant refuse to carry the shoulder pads, and then if anybody's seen the video footage of the rookie defensive tackle, uh, Ivy... Uh, carrying, I believe, seven shoulder pads at the same time, stacked up over the top of his head. It's classic video. Look it up. On to Tuesday, Yao Ming of the Houston Rockets says he may retire if his foot won't fully recover. Matt? Man, what a tragedy that foot has been. Um, something about big guys and feet. Uh, Il Goskis had problems early on in his career with his feet. Yao Ming, a lot of potential. Really never got to see what he could be if, uh, if that's what ends up happening. I think this is a, around the same thing that happened to Z, like Matt said. It is pretty sad. I don't think he'll ever be able to play the minutes he did in his, his first uh, few seasons. So his career's kind of, I think, coming to an end. And on Wednesday, a body found in southeast Memphis confirmed to be that of Lorenzen Wright. John? This is an awful story. The, Lorenzen Wright was missing for... A week or so and he was he was found shot they're ruling it a homicide and investigating it there was a 911 call that they heard shots on and uh, just today they actually uh, raided the his ex-wife's home where he was last seen so um, interested to see uh, what kind of facts come out of that yeah there's apparently something with Memphis that uh, brings out the violence uh, in relation to athletes. If you recall, a couple years ago, there was a football player for Memphis who was shot and killed. Uh, back in the 80s, a basketball player was shot and killed. Lorenz and Wright's father, his basketball career was ended when he got shot trying to break up a fight. Just, um, just a lot of bad stuff going on around the Memphis uh, athletic programs. And on to Thursday, Cleveland Indians crowd taunts fan who wears a LeBron James Heat jersey to the game. What the hell was this guy thinking? You go into a Cleveland Indians game wearing a Miami Heat LeBron James jersey. If he bought those tickets with his own money and then wants to complain that he would live in Florida if he could afford to, well, stop wasting your money on tickets and wasting your money on jerseys that are just going to get you thrown out of the game. This kid's an idiot. He stole my idea. I was going to do this, and this guy stole my idea. But I would have said that I was doing it to rile people up. This guy tried to deny he was trying to rile anybody up. He's a douchebag. You need to at least say you were trying to rile people up. Don't run away from that. 
all I want to know is, has, hasn't he seen the tape of the Cleveland fans throwing the beer bottles at the Browns game? I mean, come on. <laughs> on the Friday, Washington Redskins' Albert Hainsworth fails test again, misses practice. Yeah, this guy is not living up to this huge contract he got. First, he doesn't uh, participate in any of the off-season conditioning or anything like that, and then he comes to training camp in terrible condition. He needs to uh, start making his money, even though they're not running the defense that he wants to run. I don't know that anybody who's gotten a contract from Dan Snyder has ever lived up to it, but that's beside the point. Uh, He's saying his knee's a little bit sore. He can't do the shuttle sprints. I don't know. I'd probably have a hard time doing it, too, but I work a desk job in middle America. I'm not making $100 million. He needs to step it up. On to Saturday, New York Yankees complete trade for Houston Astros' Lance Berkman. Matt? Yeah, great acquisition if this was 2005. Uh, I'm pretty sure Lance Berkman's a little past his prime, but if you're New York, you do everything to fill that number two spot in your lineup. I guess it works. The Yankees are just, they just love uh, picking up contracts for absolutely nothing. I mean, they got Kerry Wood as well, but Lance Berkman, I mean, it, He's a past his prime player. I don't. I don't see him really helping out too much with this I team. Think, I think. I think Kerry Wood would have helped him out a lot in 2005 as well. Probably. He was. He was Steven Strasburg in 2005, if I'm correct. But the Washington did the the smart thing and put him on the DL so he doesn't become the next Kerry Wood. And closing it out Sunday, Chicago White Sox manager Ozzie Guillen, he says Asian players are treated better than Latinos. What do you think, John? Well, you got in basketball, you got Phil being Phil. In baseball, you have Manny being Manny. And also in baseball, you have Ozzy being Ozzy. Ozzy just spouts off at the mouth and says some crazy stuff that usually doesn't make any sense. You know, I'll give him a little bit of credit on this one because if you read the backstory behind it, he went to watch his son play a minor league game and he was acting as interpreter for like seven or eight um, Hispanic kids on the team who didn't speak English. But there was one guy from Japan there, he had his own interpreter. I don't necessarily know that Guillen really had any place to say what he said, but I don't even heard any single person arguing the validity of it. And now on to our To The Point section. This section is where we discuss the major topics in sports this week, and our host will have a little bit of an open discussion. So why don't you guys get us started off? All right, guys, so the Major League Baseball trade deadline has now come and passed officially. I'm usually pretty underwhelmed by the moves that happened, but there were some big names that moved, and as I mentioned earlier in the show, it probably would have been a lot bigger news in 2005. But uh, we had some big moves. John, who do, you think, uh, who do you think found their way to the light with the trade deadline moves? Well, as far as the winners in this thing, I think that it wasn't a trade deadline move, but I think the Rangers kind of put themselves ahead with that Cliff Lee trade. I think that really put, um, put them on the map and in position to take out the Yankees. I think the Yankees made some good moves to sure up some spots where they didn't they need a little bit of help. I think they paid too much money for those players, but uh, they might be able to help them out, and they may not. But I don't think they really had to take make that many moves. So, I mean, none of the trades really impressed me at deadline time. Yeah, I don't know. Roy Oswalt to Philly, I think, makes a lot of sense. Uh, I thought that one was kind of an interesting move because going back to the Cliff Lee move that you referenced, it kind of made it seem like Philly was like, 
thinking to themselves, why the heck did we get rid of Cliff Lee? Well, let's do something. Roy Oswalt, that's a good guy. Let's get him in our roster. Although uh, I, I believe he got shelled a little bit in his uh, first outing for Philly, but that's a smart move. It makes a lot of sense, shoring up your rotation moving into the postseason. I don't know that there's any team uh, outside of the Yankees who has proven to be more serious about making sure they get the pieces that fit into their system than Philly over the last two seasons. Um, so I give them uh, I give them props for what they were able to pull off. Other than that, I mean, Rick Ankeel to the Roy- uh, from the Royals down to Atlanta. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, Javier Lopez and Ramon Ramirez uh, are now Giants. Okay. Yeah, some some minor moves. Nothing really that I'm all that excited about. The Indians cleaned out their payroll a little more. Well, that's a yearly yearly task for Cleveland. Every year it's stack up those prospects for no money and then develop into talent so you can trade them. To, win, to try to win one year and then rebuild for the next three or four. It's pretty much the Indians' That's MO the these days. MO. Yeah, so NFL training camp started this week. Um, some big news in the way of holdouts and injuries. Let's take a look at the holdouts first. Obviously, we know that uh, Albert Hainsworth reported, although he was unable to complete his conditioning test. What do you think of the whole situation with him and Shanahan and the rest of the team there in Washington? Well, I think Albert Hainsworth is a waste of player. He comes in, he's a pro football player. You got to be able to play whatever position to help out the team. First, he don't want to play the he don't want to play the three four defense because he's not going to be the the star of the defense. So, I hear I hear the only reason he agreed to show up for camp was because he heard uh, heard some talk that he might be able to play defensive end. You just you you go in there, you take your paycheck, and you play the position that you're assigned. Let's let's not make a bigger deal out of this. This is this is idiotic. But he did. He came in 32 pounds lighter. So I I think it's kind of funny coming in 32 pounds lighter than he was before, and he still can't pass his physical. Well, I guess when you're like 400 pounds, though, it's easy to lose 32 pounds. Yeah, well, that's like a fifth of my weight. It's like a tenth of his. Not even. I mean, he, he, the guy's making a hundred hundred million dollars. I mean, play your position. Who cares? Who cares if you're not the star on the team? You're making $100 million. I mean, right at this time, I work in a call center for ten fifty an hour. And I'm happy. I'm not happy with that, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I take calls and get abuse. I do whatever they ask me to to get my paycheck. You make $100 million. Just play your position. Yeah. I, unfortunately, it's hard to compare player salaries with our own just because um, egos. In, well, a lot of it is in in our day to day lives. We do a lot to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. To to you know keep up with those around us. And when you're a superstar athlete and you surround yourself with other superstar athletes, then the money doesn't quite mean as much as it does to you or I. But I I, I still agree because. Even compared to other superstar athletes, he's ridiculously paid. So, you know, get out there on the field, make your plays, do what you came to do, collect your paycheck, go home, etc. So, Hainsworth didn't hold out. Chris Johnson ended up uh, coming in. Daryl Rivas still missing in action. Do you think that um, he's got a valid reason to hold out, or should he be in camp? At first, I thought he had a valid reason to hold out. 
because he's he's not really making too much this year. After I saw what they offered him, they offered him a, a short-term contract and they offered him a long-term contract. It wasn't going to be the highest-paid cornerback in the league, which is what he wants. So at first I thought, hey, this guy blows out a knee. He's not in the league anymore. He's done. He's not getting paid. But now after they offered him contracts, he I think he probably should take those. I think he is the best cornerback in the league and he should be paid that much, but you still need to take one of those contracts. Stop holding out because you're getting – after the 10th of August, he's losing all of his guaranteed money in his current contract if he holds out. Plus, he's getting fined $16,000 a day. Well, this is the one stat that I look at, and I think maybe he deserves the – maybe he's earned the right to hold out for that exact reason. The contracts that they were offering him would have made him less paid than D'Angelo Hall. It's just not that doesn't that doesn't even feel right. That makes me almost sick to think about D'Angelo Hall making more money than Darrell Rivas. You've never had to plan your defense around D'Angelo Hall, and there's no doubt about the fact that you plan your defense around Darrell Rivas, or, or more specifically, you game plan your offense around him. Well, that, it's he's definitely the the best player on that defense and the best cornerback in football. I mean, they, he's got he trademarked his his name, the Rivas Island, as far as uh, basically like a deserted island for wide receivers in the game. So, I mean, no doubt he, they owe him some money. And they actually came to him in the offseason and said they wanted to get a new contract done. So I think he deserves that much money, and I think it's valid to hold out for what he's making right now. I think he does need a pay increase. So if I was making this amount of money, I'd hold out. But I... I don't know if I'd hold out for the the highest paid moniker, but I guess that means a lot to these players. Now, <clears throat> this is coming from a totally stupid layman's point of view here, but um, how much of that money of the contract goes into what kind of butts the player is going to put into the seats? In other words, yeah, Revis is, from a player standpoint, right? I mean, they're going to be – they're, they don't necessarily pay him to just be the player. You also got to put butts in the seats, right? Because that's what play, pays their contracts. I don't know that there's. I don't know that there's a player on that roster who's more marketable than Darrell Revis right now. Do you? Sanchez, just because he's a quarterback and it's New York City. He's a quarterback. It's New York City. But if you if you take a billing and you put him next to Darrell Revis, Darrell Revis is the bigger name. Right now, that you're correct on that, but as time goes on, I mean that basically that's Ryan's team. That's the defense. He's all about defense, and Revis is the is the best player on that defense. But as far as the market of the city, you got Sanchez, who's the the next Joe Namath, as they dubbed him, dubbed him, which he I don't think he is, but. I think he's going to be the mo- most marketable player, especially if they win a Super Bowl. It's all going to be See, on that's Sanchez. How I, that's how I kind of look at it too. Is like your Sanchez is the face of the franchise. Well, he's not. He's not asking to be the highest paid quarterback. He's not asking to be higher paid than every other quarterback in the league. But he's asking to be higher paid than every other cornerback. And he's there's no cornerback in the league that's a bigger draw than he is. I just like to put this out there. Do any NFL- quarterbacks really draw though? Yeah, a corner, a corner, a corner. Oh, you said corner. corner. I thought you said cornerback. No, there's not a defensive a player out there that draws. Get butts in the seat. No, they get wins. Which yeah, is Sanders did in his time. 
But he was also a returner. Again, too. I was saying, I don't know how much factors into the money they can put on the contract. It's got to be about the markets and all this kind of stuff. But I'm just thinking from a layman's perspective, there's got to be some of that in there, you know, in your market. Yeah. How marketable of a player are you? What people are you going to bring in? And ultimately, if they look around the league and and comparably, he's not going to get offered anything that's... I think the highest paid cornerback in the league right now is a Raider. I see. I'm in whatever. I don't even yeah. know how to So that should be thrown out the window anyways. It should be because the Raiders just overpay for players all the time. Right. Well, and to be fair, D'Angelo Hall plays for the Redskins. So same Redskins. same category there. But neither one of those guys are making as much money as Sam Bradford. Yeah, because Bradford's the man. So we're not talking about quarterback money here. We're not talking about Sam Bradford makes more than any of these guys, and he hasn't even taken an NFL snap in his life. Yeah, I just want to go on record. And NFL contracts are one confusing and two dumb. Yeah, because well, you're you're getting people that haven't played fifty million dollars guaranteed, never took a snap, and Tom Brady's making like three. I think he's making not very much money this year. They had as this contract yeah. goes on, he's making less and less money. Yeah, he restructured it specifically with that in mind so that they could attract more players to the team with more roster space, or I'm sorry, more cap space. But that has backfired horrifically, and I think that's why uh, I think that's why Tom Brady is in his contract situation that he's in right now because he's taking less money all of this time um, it, under the assumption that it was going to result in more big-name players on his roster, and that's not been what's happening. They don't sign anybody. The NFL, I, they just don't have it down. I don't think they have this salary and salary cap and contracts down. I think I, I would, I would love it if we could have a new collective bargaining agreement in the NFL without a lockout. But I, I'm with you 100%. And if we have to miss a half of season in football, I know this is blasphemy, but if we have to miss a little bit of football to get that right, it's been so ridiculous for so long, and it perpetuates bad teams. If if Sam Bradford doesn't pan out for St. Louis, they're three years behind, they're crippled. easily. Crippled. They're crippled for three years minimum because of that contract. It's terrible. It's a, it's a, it's a horrible situation. I think the, the NBA has it the best down as far as giving their lick, rookies like you get a rookie maximum is like $3.8 million. I know football is a little bit different because you, you can't play as long in, in football as you can in basketball, but $50 million guaranteed, I mean, that's too much money for never doing anything on a pro football field. Some of the things, though, that you have to kind of take into account is the NBA's contract structure that it has. They've been able to work that agreement out with the players' union, which they're pending a possible lockout too. So uh, let's not give them too much credit. But they've been able to work out these deals with the players' union because they guarantee their contracts. I don't think we're ever convincing NFL owners to guarantee con- guarantee contracts until they're willing to do that. I don't know that the players make as many concessions as they've done with the NBA in the past. Now that being said, the NBA is turning around now and saying these guaranteed con- guaranteed contracts are killing us. So maybe they're going away too, and maybe the NBA ends up with a contract structure that's not nearly as ideal as it currently is. But yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. the 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 way that the the way that the salaries come together for the draft picks who are unproven, um, and then you've got um, you've got guys out there who have been in the league twelve years who who can't 
find a paycheck or you you know take take your less veteran guys your guys who've been in the league six seven years and they can't get the kind of money that these rookies are making and they've proven themselves on the field it's ridiculous I think they should shorten all the contracts. I know these guys are looking for job security, but you're making millions upon millions of dollars. Why don't you be a, pretty smart with the money? And then you, if you wanted to, you could play like six years, and you're set for life. Just don't live that extravagant. Yeah, well, they, they started the rookie awareness program or whatever it was called. That's not going to do anything for most players. They, they see those paychecks. Hey, um, I'd be the same way. Uh, to be honest, it'd be hard for me to to hold. I know I just said that when without having the money, but it'd be hard. I, I mean, I can understand where they're coming you got from. Your league role models like To and and Ocho Cinco, three, right? That are three hundred thousand dollar earrings. Actually, Ocho Cinco buy, buys his earrings from Claire's. Claire's boutique, yeah. But these are but these are now the veterans, you know, in our league. I mean, yeah. look at it. <laughs> if you think about that, that is ridiculous. Yeah. So who do these kids when they're coming? To, you know, they're not going to think about investing, and in, you know. Yeah, they just need to sit down in a room with Chris Carter and and not talk to anybody else until they're in the league for three there you years. Go. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the role model situation is less than less than on par. Let's just let's just say that. I, I don't I don't know that uh, there's anybody in the locker room that's really helping that cause. Let's just hope and pray that we have a collective bargaining agreement that takes care of this at some degree, anyway. See, I'm going to hope and pray a little different. I'm going to hope and pray that we get teams of no name players that band together and beat these superstars, so that people can have new role models. Well, and the, so you, that never going to happen. That's a that's a Browns fan speaking for sure. <laughs> well, you got to be that way when you're in Cleveland because we can't exactly. attract any talent. Exactly. But, but no, I mean. I, I don't think that that's unattainable, though. I still I still am a firm believer that team play is gonna overwhelm superstar players. But well, the the one thing that does the one thing that does point in your favor in that is that football. I think, with the exception of the quarterback position, is the is the one major American sport where a superstar a superstar player doesn't win you championships. Right. Can't win you championships. Just it can't happen. NBA, obviously, that's the that's the running rumor that you know superstars don't win you championships. But hell, they'll win you sixty six games in the regular season. But I'm going to go back to John's word that he used a little bit earlier, and that is that we have these awesome teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers as a team, incredible. Ben Roethlisberger as a person is a douchebag, but mm-hmm. he's put into a position where. He's the leader of that team because he's the quarterback, you know, and that kind of frustrates me, I guess, as a fan is that is it kind of looks like it's rewarding people that are douchebags, rewarding douchebaggery or people who fight dogs, have their yeah, dogs fight. people that have Another dog quarterback. Fights. I guess it's just because they're in on every play and they're they're the leader of the team. But that's what's frustrating when you look at some of the guys like, uh, you know, Colt McCoy and Tim Tebow and these guys that are really good guys but not really built for the league right well we don't know that about well we don't know yet tim tebow yet but 
We also Gee, that's know. what we hear. That's what the pundits are saying. Let's I'll tell you what. Way. The way that things have been going, I wouldn't be surprised to see Tim Tebow lined up as your starting uh, running back to open the season. They've already the Broncos have already lost two running backs at training camp. He may never even take a snap at quarterback. He may be a running back his whole career. Pretty unlikely, but geez, it's it, they lost no Sean Moreno and Carell Buckhalter, first two string running backs day one gone. I don't know if we have a timetable on the return. I think it's six, three weeks, six weeks, something like that. So we'll be back by the beginning of the season. Just long enough to not gel as a team and be cohesive and then have another month in front of you. Of- Just long enough to be supplanted by Tim Tebow in the depth chart. Hey, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> Run that you wild heard it horse. <laughs> yeah, we don't even believe it here, but you heard it here. So, John, anything else kind of jump out you this week? No, that's about it. That's about uh, all that's going on as far as I'm watching is the the training camps and the the trade deadline. So not to, it's summertime. This is where football starts and baseball hopefully ends. Now on that note, um, we're going to be coming back at you next week with some more details. But uh, we are going to have the official Sports on Point Fantasy Football League. Uh, trash talk is mandatory, folks. So uh, keep your ears listening for details on that next week. We'll uh, we'll get you the time and place and uh, get you set up with a with a team. And now on to our closing arguments. This section is where our hosts present their closing arguments, as in a court case. It can be about anything on their mind this week. There are no rebuttals or comments allowed, and you, the listener, will vote on who presented the best closing argument. This week's argument, the VH1 Bengals. Are the they VH1 good Bengals. or are they bad? We're going to start off with John. John, what do you think about the VH1 Bengals? I think it's good. I think it's going to work out. I think everyone needs to get the popcorn ready. Um, I think this is a good matchup. I mean, everyone talks about their egos and, and whatnot. Chad Johnson, his ego is fun. I mean, he, he likes to be the man, but He's just out there to have fun. T.O. is a more destructive ego, but I think at this point in T.O.'s career, he's getting a little bit older, and he kind of just wants to win. Um, I think it's going to be a great to have him as the one and two receivers. T.O. had a, a, a down year last year a little bit, but then again, he didn't really have a quarterback. Carson Palmer's a little bit better quarterback than he's played with last year. So I also think they're going to need to double one of these guys. Uh, I think Ocho Cinco will probably command the double teams, which will leave, leave T.O. open quite a bit. Uh, this is basically like what happened when T.J. Hushmanzada was there and they double-covered Ocho Cinco, and Hushmanzada had some career years here. Uh, this is something that the Bengals really needed to do. I mean, they they really didn't have a lot of good wide receivers. Uh, they're big big play threat Chris Henry did uh, pass away unfortunately last year and I think their best thing since him is T.O. I mean he can give you some good plays yeah he is 37 years old but the man is like Superman have you ever seen the guy I mean he's he's built he always comes conditioned he's strong he's fast his hands are a little susceptible but I think he's gonna have a big year I don't think there'll be any fights between Ocho Cinco and Tio as they're good friends coming in. So I think it's going to be a good, a good, fun time to see these guys and see what happens. I think uh, they're going to finish probably 
maybe a game or better this year. I think they'll actually take the division depending on uh, how the Ravens do. So I, I actually think they're going to take the division, and I think this will work out. Matt, what do you think about the VH1 Bengals? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose to disagree on most of your points there. What we've seen in the past couple of years from Antonio Bryant, from Terrell Owens, the two big wide receiver acquisitions, has been uh, pretty pedestrian. Uh, Antonio Bryant's had 2,000-yard seasons in his entire career, so to think that he's going to bring a whole lot to the table I think is uh, maybe a little unjustified. Terrell Owens last year, yeah, he didn't have a great quarterback, but he's 63 years old. How many more catches is he going to have? He's not He's not going to get you those 13 touchdown seasons anymore. And you know what? Maybe he doesn't have to with, with Chad Ochocinco on the other side of the line, but I don't think he brings as much to the table as he and a lot of other people like to think he does. In fact, he's not even a good story anymore. I can't even remember the last time he did something interesting that just wasn't you know pre-recorded already by VH1. I think the biggest problem that you have with this team, though, is you've got a locker room that's got Chad Johnson, Antonio Bryant, Terrell Owens, Cedric Benson, Pac-Man Jones, uh, Andre Smith. You've got a lot of guys in this locker room. Matt Jones has gotten himself into some trouble over the years. You've got a lot of troublemakers in the locker room. And, they, you know, they say it takes one bad apple to ruin the whole bunch. What happens when you've got nine of them? What happens when it's a fifth of your roster? I don't think it's anything that you can really solidly build your locker room around. you got some real character problems here, and that's the exact thing, the exact thing that's had this Bengals organization behind the times for the last five seasons after the breakout year they had uh, a few years back. Not to mention that division is killer. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, coming in second in the division is tough enough. Now I know how I'm going to vote, but you can vote too. Send your votes for who had the best closing argument on the VH1 Bengals to feedback at sportsonpoint.com or you can send us a Twitter message at twitter.com slash sportsonpoint. And as always, we love your feedback, so send us an email, send us a voicemail. We just want to hear your voices, and you may be used on the show. Guys, keep, keep, uh, keep your ears peeled for the fantasy football deets next week. And keep reaching for the stars. Touch my body. We'll see you later. Thanks, guys. Bye.